0: Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Welcome to another episode of Cover Your Assets KC. I'm Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors, serving you in Kansas City with an office in Overland Park. You can find us online at Cover Your Assets KC. Dot .com. We're going to be talking about things you can't predict and how you plan for them on today's show. But before we dive into that, David, how are you?
1: I'm doing really well this morning, Walter. I, so, we're recording on a on a Thursday, which is kind of unusual for us, mainly because you are <laughs> you came in early off a of vacation to do this for me. And I'm actually recording from Dallas because my wife convinced me we needed to go down early to hang with the grandsons. And I thought, well, all right, I I have the equipment. Let's just give it a try. So hopefully no technical difficulties and you're out of vacation mode for an hour or so. So we'll see how today goes. I came down from the mountain, David,
0: (laughs) (laughs) to record today's show. No no problem at all. Much appreciated. And David was a night owl. He was up late driving. I I told him before we started the show that 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 was a young man's game. He was doing the old, (laughs) uh, we'll get there in at midnight. And uh, I, I love it. And you got to surprise the grandkids when they woke up this morning.
1: We did. So that was totally awesome. That is and, really uh, cool. now they're, in uh, three minutes, they're headed off to preschool. And so in case there's noises in the background for the next three minutes, that's what
0: that is. Yeah, uh, Well Joyous noises, nonetheless. So we'll, we'll allow them here on the show, David. <laughs> that's right. We won't be editing out any extra noises as long as they come from joyful kids hopping on the bus. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, or hopping in the car to go to, uh, to day camp and day school and whatnot. Uh well fantastic let's get into today's show uh on location in Dallas today uh planning for things that we can't predict so obviously David there's certain things in life we can't predict uh we were going up on the uh, mountain trip and what well, we couldn't predict the fact that um when my parents who who joined us for part of the vacation the first part they actually beat me to the to the cabin and it was dark <laughs> and Dad's only in a two wheel drive truck and we couldn't predict that if he accidentally missed the entrance to the uh, uh, to, to the cabin that he'd be in real big trouble uh, because this road Hopefully he didn't miss that he did he did miss it <laughs> um, and and we got a call about it as we were about 20 minutes behind them and he and mom were yelling at each other trying to figure out how to get the truck turned around <laughs> the road they were on was so narrow and was covered in ice and snow they uh, really had trouble getting turned around and back in the right direction. They had to eventually just literally drive all the way up somebody's really steep driveway. But oh then their gosh. driveway was even so thin and small, and they had their own cars there that they had to stop and literally couldn't couldn't do anything. So the people that were in the house actually <laughs> came out and helped them turn around by removing their own cars, driving them all the way back out of the neighborhood so wow. that they could turn around in the driveway and drive back out and get back to where the uh, entrance to the cabin was. So
1: Luckily, they didn't come out toting a shotgun saying, hey, yeah. who are you people and what are you doing here?
0: Dad, Dad was very nervous that that was going to be the case. <laughs> but these were salt of the earth folks and um, were more than happy to help out. So they were pretty awesome. So shout out to those folks for helping, helping Pops out. And in any event, something we couldn't predict as we were planning for this lovely vacation, but it all worked out in the end. Now, if we knew the answer to this question that said, you know, this stone wall, you're not going to be able to read the sign that says this is the name of the house that you're going to, but uh, make sure you turn at the stone wall. Well, planning for getting to the cabin would have been a lot easier. It's the same thing in retirement. If we knew the answers to some uh, some of these things that we can't predict, it'd be a lot easier to get ready for retirement. So I want to talk to you, David, about constructing a plan to address the kinds of questions to which we can't possibly know the answers, and how you handle that in your day to day planning with folks, and something I'm sure we all feel uh, the we hear the message at least all the time is the the next market crash. When is it going to happen? Well, we can't really answer that question, right?
1: Yeah, basically that's an. It's almost impossible to answer, but there are a couple of of guideposts that I use in my practice, and that I think might be helpful for our listeners today. My industry classifies three different types of uh, downturns in the market, a pullback, which is something more than you know five percent from the top, a correction, which is something more than ten percent from the top, and then a bear market or a crash, which is usually defined as more than twenty percent down from the from the prior high. so and the reason that those are so important is, kind of the math of gains and losses and real quickly i'm sure our, our listeners have heard this but you know if you have a 10% downturn in your portfolio it takes 11.1% to get back to even not a big thing if you have a 20% loss it takes 25% to get back to even but if you have a 50% loss like happened in 2001 and 2 and like happened in 2008 and nine. A 50% loss requires 100% gain to get just get back to even. Real quick numbers why that's so simple. If you had a million dollar portfolio and it went down 50%, well now all of a sudden you have a $500,000 portfolio. The $500,000 portfolio has to double 100% gain just to get back to even. So that's why people are, are nervous about the next crash. I found some kind of interesting stats from, and actually this dovetails pretty interestingly with what we talked about for our last podcast. But since 1980, so for the last 40 years, the average pullback of more than 5% that was not tied to an economic recession, that only lasted for two months and resulted in an average of about a 9% downturn. So in other words, a fairly manageable downturn that didn't last very long. And the downturn lasted two months and the recovery took three months that's if it's not accompanied by an economic recession. Those downturns that start small but end up being associated with an economic recession, those are a way different thing. So the average downturn over that same 40 or 41-year period for the S&P has been over 30%, lasted for 10 months, and the recovery took an average of 18 months when the downturn coincided with an economic recession. So what we really need to be concerned about is not are we coming up to a point where we'd have a pullback or a correction, because those happen all the time. What we really want to know is how close are we to the next recession? So if you've been around for a while, you know that recessions are measured by a a governmental group, and they're really difficult to see when they're coming on, but they're clear to see in the rearview mirror. Recessions don't happen very often, but we arguably, if you don't count COVID, the last recession we had was 2008, 2009. So arguably we are getting a little bit overdue for one. But what we really wanna do is, is uh, look at uh, economic growth. There's wonkier things like the spread between uh, high yield bonds and government bonds, unemployment in the country. There are a number of different indicators that would say, we are starting to recession. And so even though maybe at that point, we've had a five or an 8% pullback, that would those things would indicate that this could turn into a really big downturn. So while we can't predict the next market crash, there are guideposts that will tell us, is the probability high that this downturn is going to coincide with an economic recession? At which point, you would want to make sure that you were prepared either for a really big downturn in your portfolio, or that you had a plan for moving money to the sidelines. But if this is a downturn that is unlikely to be associated with a recession, then it's volatility or downside volatility to ignore, keep your positions, and expect better things in the relatively near term. I think that's what we're in the middle of right now, because there there aren't serious indications that this is going to roll over into an economic recession and consequently a 30, 40, or 50%
0: crash or bear market. It's one of those weird things we know is going to happen, just don't know when and how many times it might happen during our lifetime or during our retirement. And it's, so it's not just even one variable, but so many different ones kind of layered in there, which is
1: interesting. Exactly. And and the, and the thing that sticks in my clients, frankly, most people's minds is I don't want to do what I did back in 2008 and 2009. I don't want to redo what I did back in the dot-com crash. And so every time there's an 8 or 10% correction, the knee-jerk reaction is, oh my gosh, this is the start of a big one. And the vast majority of times, it's not the start of the big one. And when your emotions take over, that tends to be the problem with being a long-term investor,
0: as opposed to trying to trade
1: around uh, pullbacks and corrections
0: helpful information there, David. Thanks for breaking that one down. So these things we can't predict, how do we plan for them? There's the stock market crash angle. Now we can shift gears. Uh, Another question that's difficult to talk about and and figure out and answer, what will healthcare costs look like in 20 years? Hard to know what that'll look like in two years, let alone 20.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this is certainly unknowable, but we do build it into the projections that we make, the plans that we put together for people. So just a couple of, of quick numbers. And with inflation, where it is right now, which is certainly the buzz in media, there's a lot of concern that, well, if food is going up this fast, healthcare is going to go up way faster. So a couple of years ago, it would have been totally normal to say, well, what if inflation in the healthcare area is about 5% a year? And I think that's probably still reasonable. So at 5% inflation, healthcare costs will double. In 14 and a half years. That's just using the rule of 72, which we've discussed on these podcasts before. And it's easily Googleable if you don't know what the rule of 72 is. If inflation runs at 6%, then those healthcare costs will double in about 12 years. And so something like that really needs to be put into a financial plan. Here's what I do when I put together a financial plan for a couple, for instance, I usually build in that one of those two people is going to need long term care for five years and if we can build into the plan maybe at between age 85 and 90 that one of the two is going to need that and the other two won't the other person won't then if we can make their money last to age 100 then i, I feel really confident that we have a good plan Healthcare costs are going to go up and i think need to be built into your plan and we're not going to be right with whatever we put into the plan but putting nothing into the plan makes absolutely no sense to me. So that's the, the, that's the best view that I have on it. Um, we know what they cost today. We know that we're pretty sure that inflation in that area isn't going to run less than the, no- the cost of everything else going up. So I feel pretty good about using that as my plan. Five or six percent a year and four or five years worth of long-term care for one percent. Couple. If your plan works with that built in, I think you've got a pretty good plan, even for something that we can't predict, like
0: healthcare costs already two big items, stock market crashing, healthcare care costs, uh, big things that affect the plan that we can't predict. And that's why you've got to kind of take these different angles, these different ways to plan for these things. Let's talk about taxes, David, another big element <laughs> of any financial plan. Uh, what will the tax rate be three presidents from now, perhaps when somebody's about to retire or in the middle of their retirement?
1: Boy, that's a trillion dollar question, isn't it? Sure enough. Um, you know, so rates are historic. Tax rates are historically low. By any measure that you want to look at them, uh, they are historically low. And the Trump tax cuts are set to expire in December of 2025. So if nothing happens, if Congress does nothing, those tax rates go back to where they were pre-Trump tax cuts. So that would have been whatever they were in maybe 2018. And what that means is, let's say, for instance, your 12% bracket goes up to 15%. Your 22% and 24% brackets go up to 25%. I think that the real risk for for tax rates going up into the future, you, you can hear projections all over the place, but I would say that people in the lowest brackets are unlikely to see their tax rates go up dramatically. People in the higher tax brackets are likely to have something change to make the dollar amount of taxes they pay, even if that's not a tax rate increase, they're going to find a way to eliminate deductions or somehow change things such that more of your income is taxable. So while we don't know what that's actually going to look like, the better you've done for yourself during your working years, or the more you've inherited from family members, in other words, the more money and the more assets you have, the more likely that your taxes are going to go up in the future. And so, again, when we build in uh, taxes into our financial plans, we certainly don't have tax rates going down. And in a lot of cases, we have them going up. And then one final word on that, for people that are going to leave a fairly large estate to their heirs, those uh, the exemptions are going to come down dramatically, more than cut in half. If Congress doesn't do anything by the end of December of 2025. So if you're expecting to leave more than 10 or 12 million as a couple to your heirs, you really need to talk to a good estate planning attorney if you're concerned about paying estate taxes. If taxes don't bother you, then, then don't don't do anything and just be willing to see the amount that your heirs pay go up. But if taxes do bother you, sometime between now and 2025, you're going to want to build into your plan these changes that are on the tracks to absolutely, positively revert back to where they were as of December 1st, 2025.
0: Helpful, David. And uh, I know you're always keeping an eye on taxes for us, both in the short term and long term. And medium term as well. Yeah, you
1: notice I didn't bring up anything about Roth conversions, yep. Walter, because we've got we've got a lot of different podcasts covering that. But you know there are, there are strategies you you can use if the uncertainty about taxes and your concern or fear about tax rates going up in the future is super real and your conviction is high. There are things you can do this year, next year, on the way to two thousand twenty five. To reduce that exposure going forward. If that's your thing, then talk to a qualified individual who can help you think through those uh, eventualities and what you might be able to do now to reduce that exposure in the future.
0: If you have questions about anything we're talking about today, you can always reach David by calling 913 317 1414, 913 317 1414, or online at Cover Your Assets KC. Dot com. All right, last question, David, that we'll cover for now. Planning for things that we can't predict. This one may seem kind of obvious, but I guess if we could predict it, boy, that would be interesting uh, and to, to see how people would live their lives differently, perhaps, uh, but also would be interesting from the standpoint of uh, making the whole retirement planning thing a lot easier. And that would be, how long are you going to live? If only we could answer that question, it would make your job pretty easy, I would think.
1: <laughs> yes, if you had that true knowledge... <laughs> You're right. One thing you said a minute ago was, how would you live your life differently if you knew the date in the future that you were going to leave? So what we do in the planning process, so I think just hope for really good health in your early 90s. And obviously hope is not a strategy, but that would be a great way to grow old. Super good health in your early 90s. When we plan for people's money, we plan that they are going to need money until their 100th birthday. Now there are a few people that are gonna live past that, but the vast majority of us, even with medical uh, advances and better drugs and et cetera, the vast majority of us are not gonna live past 100. So if we put together a plan that includes inflation, that includes uh, you know healthcare costs, that maybe includes a little bit of, of uh, tax increase in the future, and if we can get somebody's money to age 100, or hopefully beyond. At that point, it's not super important that we know how long they're going to live. Uh, the important thing is that we know that if they live to at least 100, they're going to have money or plenty of money left over. Planning processes, really, just looking back over the, over the podcast, there's a ton of stuff that we can't predict, but that absolutely doesn't mean that we shouldn't plan for it. So, I think the takeaway from here is, especially if you're in your your late 40s, 50s, 60s, is to make sure that you have a real plan in place that allows you to, first of all, set up a base case and then do some what ifs, some questionings. Well, what if this happens? Or what if both of us need long-term care? Or what if tax rates really do go up? Or what if inflation is a lot hotter than we think it's going to be? We go back to the 1970s and 80s. That's all part of planning for what we can't predict. We just want to make sure that our plan doesn't ignore those things.
0: That's great, David, and something we should all remember for these questions. Uh, Don't ignore these things just because we can't answer them. Uh, There are still ways that we can plan for the unknown and the things that we can't predict. If you need help figuring all of that out, again, the ways to get in touch with David are to pick up the phone and call 913-317-1414 or online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. You can also find contact info in the description of today's show if that's helpful for you as well. Great episode, David. Thank you for the help and the guidance through this and uh, looking forward to our next episode. We're going to bring some IRA conversations back into the uh, fray, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we've got some changes that um, took place just beginning of this year. So we thought we'd get everybody up to date on that.
0: Perfect. We'll do that on the next episode of Cover Your Assets, KC. For David Dickens, I'm Walter Shoreholt. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.